0: Today's episode is brought to you by Cattle. Every product launch faces a chicken and egg problem. You need reviews to convert, but you need conversions to get reviews. Cattle
1: can help. Cattle helps brands win share. They leverage their consumer panel for insights, collecting receipts, and driving product ratings and reviews. It is the largest daily active survey panel in Canada, with over 10,000 daily active users and over 100,000 monthly active users. Let Cattle be your chicken and or your egg depending on your perspective. Visit getcattle.com to learn more.
2: And it was all really going back to everything in its natural form, getting, like I said, nourishment from nature, nature Mm -hmm. for nourishment. But I also just got really sick and tired of supplements and I wanted to add ingredients in their natural form.
1: Welcome to Hearts and Carts, the CPG podcast. The podcast about the people behind the products that are winning hearts and filling carts. This cast is for anyone with an interest in the world of consumer products. We're your hosts, Justin Osborne and Alex Hill, and our mission is to bring you weekly content that helps you be a better and more informed CPG professional.
0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hearts and Carts. Now, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news before we get started. Bad news, the much more intelligent and charming co-host Alex Hill can't make today's episode, so you're stuck with just solo Justin on this one. The good news, we have an incredible guest joining, Melinda Divers from Moonshine Mamas. Moonshine Mamas is on a mission to nourish and revitalize others. She has an incredible why behind the brand. And I don't want to get into too much detail and spoil it, so let's just jump right into the interview. Please remember to like, subscribe, follow us on social media, and give us those five-star reviews. It might be the only way to get Alex back on the mic. Here we go. I got a gal that lives on a hill. She tends all day to a moonshine still. She's my moonshine mama. See my mama. Mel, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Nice to oh, chat good. with you again.
2: Yeah, nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you since CHFA.
0: That's I know, that's right. I can't see you.
2: Oh, you can't see me? No. Oh, here, let me fix that. Ta-da! There you are.
0: <laughs> there you are. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so good to see you. Thanks for making the time.
2: Oh, thank you for taking the time as well.
0: Yeah. Alex can't be here, unfortunately. So you're stuck with just me, but, and Alex is funnier, more charming, smarter. So, you know, you'll, you'll have to carry us big time on this episode.
2: You've kind <laughs> of put me on the spot now. I'm going to have to put on the charm a little bit. That's scary.
0: <laughs> no, you'll, no, you'll be great. We, we should, I mean, we had a great conversation not that long ago. We should have just recorded that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I happy to have you on the show and I think that your story is just fascinating. So I think it's it's going to be awesome. And I mean, I love anytime we can chat with like local, I'd say Vancouver Island, but even smaller than Vancouver Island companies <laughs> that, that are so close by. It's it's always fun to talk yeah. to those versus some of the big ones. So an exciting time for us.
2: Yeah, totally. It's yeah. uh, yeah, pretty proud to be this growing little company on an island in the Salish Sea. It's mm-hmm. definitely very, it makes me very proud for sure yeah and we're practically neighbors I mean we call it a yes. big island we're on the smaller island yes we're neighbors
0: <laughs> I think a lot of times when I talk especially to to Americans that I've worked with in the past and I told my mood to Vancouver Island I think what they're probably picturing is Salt Spring Island oh like really they're, they're like they're thinking like like well like how small is it like are there like are there enough schools there or are they're like I'm like like Vancouver Island's pretty big <laughs> <laughs> there's, all, there's, like, there's a lot of people
2: oh yeah they like, go right
0: like cities and universities and like yeah like it's it's a big place yeah. but again there's, for them it's like yeah no concept there's
2: malls me. and freeways <laughs> there's we got it all man <laughs> yeah it's
0: like it's like it's a yeah so it's and then and then even salt springs got i think again then people probably think that there's nothing there and it's like no there's grocery stores and wineries and breweries like there's all kinds of stuff so it's like it's uh <laughs> It's it's yeah
2: it's, a, yeah, it's eleven thousand people approximately it triples in the summer yeah busy little island actually
0: yeah yeah I've gone over in the summer and it's it's very very beautiful um, yeah my in-laws live in Shemana so they live pretty close to to the oh. ferry so oh, very to much for, yeah
2: yeah I can practically see that not from my house but from the beach near my house yes. almost see Shemana yeah it's a yeah. great little town as well.
0: Yes, that's Su- nice. And <laughs> Suke's yeah, Suke's nice too. Yeah. And, you know, we're everywhere in BC is pretty great. So yeah. we're all yeah, we're totally. all pretty lucky. We're all pretty lucky. But very and then nice and then so. some brand new news I saw working with Steph Katina. She's awesome. I'm really excited <laughs> oh, good. for.
2: You. I'm glad you yeah. approve. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: She's she's really great. I worked with her at Vega. and, and last time I was in, in Vancouver, I had breakfast with her, but she's great. I think she'll be she'll be awesome for you guys.
2: I think so too. I she's very organized and I really need that. I am definitely <laughs> more of the, I'm very spontaneous. I'm more of the idea gal feet on the ground. I need somebody who can rein me in sometimes and make sure that I <laughs> <to> stay grounded. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a good combination.
1: Yeah,
0: I think so. I think, she, I think she'll she be great. But anyways, <laughs> shout out to Stephanie. I like her a lot. She's yeah. she's awesome. And, and, and I miss her. And uh, yeah so what we what we like to do here is sort of you know learn about you as a person your life like you know your early life before your career before moonshine i -hmm. should introduce you and then sort of go into the story of of moonshine mamas which is a fascinating brand and i said like the why behind the brand i think is is super inspirational and, and the products are great and we can talk about sort of your journey through that so i guess the start i should say for anybody listening. We're talking to Mel Divers, the CEO of Moonshine Mamas, and mm-hmm. I'll let you explain what Moonshine Mamas is versus what I think it is because you'll do a much better job than me. I don't maybe I don't give know. us a quick elevator pitch on on what Moonshine Mamas is.
2: Okay, I will try my best here. It's it's been actually really confusing for me to really hone it down into a <laughs> few sentences, but I'm going to say that at Moonshine Mamas, we are creating an, an, a new category in the in the functional beverage space that's we're really working to go back to nature for nourishment so that's kind of the focus and because I want it to be really easy to achieve this put it into a one ounce or one shot per day kind of way to take all the nourishment from nature that is possible our focus is definitely turmeric i would say that's our real star ingredient and our elixirs are made to have about four grams of turmeric per ounce and you can add that ounce to hot water as a tea or cold water bubbly water make a really fancy drink my latest favorite is adding it to i use oat milk froth it up Mm. and make we call it a frothy mama so it's just
0: yeah
2: but The idea is making it really easy to get that 4 grams of turmeric into your body every day to really do the work or any of the superfoods that we we use. We've kind of added a lot. The focus in the beginning was definitely the turmeric and the ginger. And since then, we've added a few others and continues to grow somewhat. But that's the focus. It's all clean label organic ingredients. What else can I tell you about them? That's the main thing, using nice organic ingredients and coming in, they come in in their natural form to us, and we convert it into a really easy daily routine.
0: Yeah, I like the nature for nourishment. I think that's that's <laughs> super important. I, I love that. So let's let's kind of rewind to life pre-moonshine mamas, and then let's like you know get into the story of you founding it and all of that. but like before you became this this entrepreneur and, and focusing on building this business, like what were you doing?
2: mostly. So I guess before Moon Chai Mamas, always a mom first, family first, always everything I've ever done has been in a very, a scheme in order to stay close to my family, have my kids work with me, just keeping it tight. So before, I guess as early as in my, I guess my late teens, four kids, I actually had a, a lawn care business. I was cutting grass and whatnot. And that kind of carried me into some landscaping, self-taught myself landscape design, mostly at the time my partner, he did landscape installation. And in order to kind of work from home and keep with the kids, I taught myself how to do landscape design Mm -hmm. so I could do that part of it. And that led us into a garden center, so kind of dabbled into the re- retail side. Early on I was in my teens, I did work in health food stores. So I was always inclined that way. And then we moved to Salt Spring Island and actually ran a kitchen in a at that time I was we our hippie roots come out and we wanted to live in a community. So we actually lived at a land project. It was called the Salt Spring Center of Yoga. And I ran the kitchen for two years there. And after that it was actually after we moved off the land, as we call it, we, we, I started a, a skate shop in hmm. town here on Salt Spring, and it was really focused on clothing and skate gear and whatnot. It was definitely the local kid hub, had lots of kids, you know, pick me up at B-side, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it was very focused on that but it wasn't exactly what I would say super sustainable as time went on. It was a little hard to keep it going as that was right around when it started getting really easy to buy that kind of thing online and Mm. our expenses were going up. Sales weren't exactly going up, realized it wasn't very sustainable. And so actually it was really after I got, I actually got sick and diagnosed with cancer and went through a year of, of dealing with that while well, my daughter ran the company. And when I came back after about a year, I really tried to get my heart back in it, but I really wasn't into it, I realized. And I felt like it was contributing to my the stress in my life. And stress mm. is not good when you're trying to have a healthy lifestyle. And and it was really infringing on my get well protocol. So we ended up closing that basically. So that's kind of the before moonshine mamas and it it's all woven together in the why moonshine mamas of course which i assume you might want to know next
0: yeah yeah i think it's (laughs) it's interesting that you did these you know you had sort of this entrepreneurial spirit you know throughout your your early life and was like yeah you know trying this and landscaping business and then a skate shop and different things and (laughs) and also you worked at health food stores and so there's that aspect of it and then of course totally being diagnosed, you know, shakes up your life and makes you take Mm -hmm. stock of what's important and what you want to focus on. And like, I love the love the self reflection to be like, this is not adding to my life. It's taking right like Mm. it's it's not energizing me. It's adding stress, I need to get out of here, right, which I think a lot of people need to have that like self-realization in their life and and change paths
2: i totally realize how much you get in these habits of being or behaving in certain ways and you definitely get attached to the things the way they are and sometimes you need something pretty major to shake shake the sense into you i guess (laughs) you could say yeah and and it was a big wake-up call for sure it was really i was very attached we had a whole community around the store and the business, but it wasn't it wasn't healthy for me at the time. It just wasn't working, so
0: yeah.
2: it was really hard to pull out. But it really had to be done. Yeah. So that's what I did. So you
0: yeah. So hmm? you're, so, as say, so you shut the the shop down. You're recovering. or I don't know if you're fully recovered at that point, or you're you're still going through recovery, and and then. What what yeah. happens here? This is where the inspiration I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming comes from, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, so somewhere in there, actually recall if it was, I think it was kind of sidelining the whole period of time when I was closing up shop and part of after the diagnosis and going through the treatments I went through and having basically my immune system just completely was just destroyed. And all the research I was going through was pointing to these ingredients that I was just trying to get wellness into my body and nourish my depleted body looking for anti-inflammatory anti-cancer of course immune boosting because I was I just the feeling you have when you kind of coming down with a flu or something that's how I felt all the time I just just felt rough had no energy either so this was all pointed to the decision to bring wellness back And to also to overcome the statistic I was facing, I mean, I had little kids at home at the time and I definitely wanted to, I wanted to stick around. So I felt really, that was enough inspiration really to get me motivated to change a lot in my life at the time, even though I wouldn't say it was unhealthy, but there was certain it needed some work. And well, definitely needed some work, <laughs> so <laughs> to get to overcome all of that. Anyways, so started researching. Like I said, all these I really wanted to bring everything in its natural form. I was taking a million supplements and all kinds of things, but I was kind of following get well protocol that I pulled from all kinds of sources, Gerson Institute, for example, lots of books that I read, and it was all really going back to everything in its natural form getting like i said nourishment from nature nature mm-hmm. for nourishment and so but i also just got really sick and tired of supplements and i wanted to add ingredients in their natural form and at the time i was actually juicing about 2 liters of fresh organic juice every day and that was part of my protocol was to juice and drink this and one point I just couldn't deal with another. another herd. I was doing ginger and lemon tea and putting turmeric in any way that I could into my diet. And it got really boring and it got cringy yeah. and I couldn't stand it anymore. And it was just this one moment that's really sticks in my mind. I was in this organic food store on the island here And he happened to have turmeric root in, and that was really my first time really seeing it in its raw form. And I remember picking it up and holding it in my hand and just this immediate connection in this moment, and just knew, I know what I'm going to do. I took it home and started making this crazy concentrated elixir. And I should go back. I was already experimenting in some form with some other juices and concentrates, but that was really the. Moment, so took it home and started making it for myself. And as I, I remember making my kids sell sell bottles of it out on the deck in front mm-hmm. of our store. <laughs> Start with, and that was just as we were closing the store. I realized I really can't do this anymore. And all I really wanted to do is make this crazy elixir and sell it. Because at that point, my friends friends were asking for it. The first time I really sold it was. Door to door, posted on Facebook and said, Hey, I made this and who wants some? And I drove around the island delivering it. And that was enough to give me the confidence to do the farmer's market. So, next was the mm. farmer's market. And then, yeah, I closed the store at the time and then just put myself fully into just making and selling this stuff through the market for that first year and into stores by that fall. And then into stores on Vancouver Island by that fall as well. And then we just kind of grew organically, really, for the first three or four years. It just, my, I would just, stores would come to us and ask us because Mm. somebody referred our products to them and asked for them to bring us in. So we just figured out how to get it wherever it was. And we self did self-distribution and kind of grew through the Big Island, and yeah. then onto mainland. Just kind of grew from there until we started. We actually opened a kitchen in Toronto first, and then started selling it that way, direct through the, our little satellite kitchen in Toronto. But we've since then we've moved everything to one location so that we could actually get certified. And now we, when now we do it by distribution distributors. Yeah.
0: So no so and so no distributors, brokers, you were building it, you know, through word of mouth and sending it out yourself and visiting stores on mainland and and on the island and totally like that. That's very impressive. Like like (laughs) I think it's tough on Vancouver Island it's from Salt Spring it's even tougher <laughs> I'm sure right because it's like you got to go from the island to the island to then the mainland or, yeah. or I guess fly but it's yeah it's uh, it's impressive <laughs> to be able to do that and build that strong of word of mouth with the product.
2: Yeah it's pretty crazy. And I mean we started it from nothing I had no money <laughs> after I <laughs> after we closed our store I actually had a hole so that was motivation too. Oh I put everything through a credit card for the store. And then of course, when the income stopped, I just had the credit cards of debt (laughs) left. (laughs) So that was motivating too. I had to make money and, and it's the only thing that I loved at the time. And I loved the feedback as well from people that found benefit from it. So that fueled the growth as well. So we just focused on doing what we had to. If we had to we started with one store in Vancouver and we would just get up on Saturday morning, take the early boat in, drop off his order and head back to the ferry in a few hours later. So it would take, you know, it was a six hour delivery run. But you have to do that because before you know it, you have another store and then there's another and then but you really have to build up that consistency so that because people really rely on that. You can't be wishy-washy about if you're going to make it a, a commitment, then you have to just follow through because people start relying on it. So that was kind of how we, that was our philosophy. That's how we grew. And yeah, through the market, I would just, I just we I just make a certain amount and we'd take it to the market and we'd sell out and then I'd take that money and I'd go back and I'd buy twice as much and the next weekend we'd go back and we'd sell out again and so it just we kept rolling it back in rolling it back in basically thank goodness my partner was still working at the time so we lived off him
0: <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> while well, I grew it and I paid off those credit cards by the way it Good. took me yeah. a full full year. <laughs> Yeah, but I did it. And then that was a nice feeling.
0: For yeah, sure. for sure. That Yeah, that's like you're turning a corner at the business, right? It's <laughs> yeah. successful enough that, you're, that yeah. you're doing that. And I think it's Yeah, you have to, like, over invest in those early relationships. Like you take you spending six hours on a boat just to deliver to one store, right? But like, that store and your relationship with it, it's probably incredible to this day and help build some of the other stores around that. So I think that's that's so important to have like that human connection.
2: Yeah, very much. Yeah. we I think that's been very key for us. Definitely. I'd say we grew through the independence, all the mom and pop stores mm-hmm. and building those relationships and and those are the stores that take the time to understand your weird products. I mean we yeah. were pretty pretty weird. I mean we're getting a little more <laughs> a little less weird now. I'd say you see more and more shots and, and things like that. But at first people were just so confused by what is this stuff? Why would I take it? (laughs) And especially they turned up their nose when they said it was a turmeric elixir and they'd be like, but then work to our advantage that it became great when we started, turmeric started really being talked about a lot Mm -hmm. in in the media about all its benefits. And that's also been really important to us is everything that we put into our elixirs. We like to have some science behind it, make sure that there's actually something proving the benefits. So that's been really great for us that became, it kind of became mainstream a little bit, I would say. To yeah. and the knowledge is out there and people are more and more understanding the benefits of it and it seems to continue to grow so that's been great for us
0: yeah no, well, that's awesome and so where where can people find your products if they haven't tried it and they want to go buy some like what are some stores or or where can they go to learn more and buy some
2: Well, we definitely you can find our store locator on our website at moonshymamas.ca. We're we're very available throughout BC in particular because that's the region that we've obviously been operating in the longest. So we're in a lot lots of the independents, like I said, throughout um, Vancouver Island and mainland. So all the definitely country grocer and red barn markets and whole mm. foods market and on the mainland the nature's fair stores and we're throughout Sobies now throughout mainland and and the island we just just about seven months ago moved into save on foods and baby knack because mm. we want to make that really successful and and then we're yeah across canada now distribution throughout canada so in Toronto still pretty strong at a lot of those again the independents like the mm-hmm. big carrot and what uh, maybe think Summerhill Markets and gosh, really bad at remembering <laughs> everyone but <laughs> yeah. nature's Zymphora. Lots of the lots of the stores across. Yeah. And we're and kind of trying to fill the gaps now, now that we have good distribution with our distributors, trying to fill the gaps. We do ship direct as well. It was really our mission since day one has been to make the best product available and especially make it to anyone who finds benefit from it. So trying to find ways to get it to everyone. So we that's why it was really important for us to open up direct consumer distribution as well. So we've been doing that figured that out during the first year of COVID, I guess. And I guess the other thing that's really important about ours elixirs that I like to point out is we make them with all organic ingredients, like I said already, and we also activate the ingredients. So that's a really important Mm. process that makes the turmeric, it's locked in a molecule until you put it through a process of activation. So we do that. It makes it 2,000 times more absorbable, but it's also, it's very water soluble. So it exits the body very quickly. So making it, combining it with certain ingredients to make it bioavailable is instrumental in making it really work well. So it'll stay in the body for 24 hours until you take your next shot. And even things like the combination of adding lemons was very strategic because lemons contain quercetin and quercetins and a bioflavonoid that contains an enzyme that blocks an enzyme in our bodies that blocks the absorption of turmeric. That's a tongue twister, but at any rate, very strategic in making it really effective and really a profound effect on the body, really. Especially if you're looking for the anti-inflammatory benefits. So a lot of our customers are using it for um, chronic inflammation, like arthritis, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But most most illness stems from inflammation. So any way you can get, <laughs> you don't yeah. have to have an excuse like uh, arthritis. It's just these days we just we all need to do what we can to get to reduce inflammations. It's just it's just a part of life in our lifestyles because we don't have time to spend making really good food. We eat too much sugar, caffeine. We're we're not active enough um
0: all of of those things are very accurate for me yes very (laughs) accurate i drink too much coffee i have too much sugar i don't exercise yes yes i have all of those problems and as i age they're catching up to me yes yeah
2: we don't we don't sleep well all those things (laughs) it doesn't help yeah we actually brought out a, one of our flavors, the sour cherry. Now, sour cherries have anti-inflammatory benefits as well, like the turmeric. But another cool thing about sour cherries is they have naturally occurring melatonin. So I always call oh. that our, our night, our night elixir. So everything, pretty, pretty much everything in our elixirs has to have some kind of benefit, really. Yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that's awesome. How like how did you? I'm just curious. Like how did you learn about the science behind all these things and how different ingredients work together and how to make them active in your body and and discovering like new things like, like cherry and what it can do for you and knowing that that'll help with like, I feel like, is that just something that you're passionate about and you researched a lot and it's just part of your life? Is that something that you took courses? Like, how did you do this? Because I would imagine like if I tried to make make an elixir like you like i would not be able to make it taste good and you have so you've done you've done some incredible work on like the food science side of it
2: well most of it comes from i guess the first thing for me was trying to figure out the um, the dosage of the turmeric and i i am not a scientist all i have is google and a really old ayurvedic book on uh, Materia Medica, I guess it's called, and it was helpful in helping me because I had no idea when it came to that part how much. I mean, my first my first batches were just oh, let's just add a bunch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, trial and error, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. But adding a bunch isn't actually that beneficial because it's really you don't need a bunch to make it work well. That's not that's the beauty of turmeric. It's about and. It's about the right amount, and it's about the consistency of taking it every day, and also, like I said, the activating the turmeric and and making it bioavailable. That's that's what makes it work. Not take a bunch. And it's came down to with my research, it was four grams of of turmeric, and that's activated turmeric, so that it's like I said, two thousand times more absorbable. So I just kind of I just played a lot in the kitchen and just kind of. with a calculator and trying to figure out exactly how much I had to put in to each batch to make sure that each 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 ounce would have the right amount to do the yeah. right amount of work. So that that's what it came down to. So what a yeah. time we live in, being able to just Google stuff and find endless endless information it's crazy
0: <laughs> it's true it's true yeah i feel like you're using it for more useful stuff than i am i use it to like settle arguments with my brother about sports <laughs> but, but, but uh, there's no more arguing you just find you just find the answer it takes five seconds so yeah it is yeah. It, it is interesting no i i would imagine like yeah the the trial and error that must go into that to finally sort of crack the code on on the product must have it's got to be daunting to start that process of of figuring that out.
2: Well, I had good motivation. Like I said, it was, it was a hundred percent selfish motivation to start with. I was not thinking at the time at all about starting this business. I would say that as, as I got well and I was making it and started selling it in the market and saw the potential, then that was definitely, I, I was still, working on the formulation at that time. So it was still, I think it took probably, I'm gonna say the first two years I was kind of, I was playing with it, trying to figure out the right dosage and how to make it just right and the whole activating it and that whole science of it. There's also like part of the process of making it bioavailable is having an oil that it binds to. And so we use coconut oil, organic coconut oil. And that was kind of challenging because it's a liquid. It's like when you put oil into things, Mm -hmm. then it floats on the top. How did we get it to bind in there? So that was kind of a fun challenge that I figured out and can't tell you how. (laughs) (laughs) But I did it and I was so proud because that was really... Yeah. Because I was on a budget. I didn't have the money. Like I said, I went into yeah. this owing tons of money in my credit cards. I didn't have the money to go hire food scientists and everything else. So I just kind of had to learn and figure it out and keep going, keep building on it and get make it better. So that was my strategy.
0: Yeah. Basically. I, think that I, <laughs> this, I mean, the selfish motivation at the start paid off for yourself <laughs> and for, for now the product. So I guess that, that works, right? I mean, to be yeah you couldn't be more invested than than that so maybe that that's a great way to start right it's like and just shows that like how powerful the product is and how much you believe in the product because you were using it for that specific reason to help you and now you're sharing it with other people to help them which i think is is, is really awesome yeah. you 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 talked about covid a little bit i guess in transitioning to D D T C dtc there which i think a lot of brands had to pivot to that What What else? I know like right now we're sort of in like a recession that there's a lot of economic concern, things like that. Like, like how are you handling the next, the next year of your business and and expanding and working through this? Because, because it is a very premium product, right? I think it's an amazing product, but it's, it's definitely a premium product. So what's your approach to, to battling against some of those things?
2: It's a good question. We definitely been thrown a lot of challenges. I mean, yeah, COVID, and then we had all the supply chain issues and yeah. then inflation. And it's just, oh, and that not to mention the, the workforce. It's hard, yeah. that whole thing. So we've been thrown a lot. And definitely, that is a concern for sure. I, I think we are a premium. But we also, when I break it down, especially mm. when I break down part of our strategy to keep this I'm gonna call it a medicine because I can right now because we can talk like that right now right yeah I'm not yeah. I'm not making a claim but part of the strategy to make it affordable for people was to put it into our multi-serving bottles and when mm. you break that down per serving it's only about a buck fifty a shot compared to buying the shots that you get like even we make them we call them our our we call it our double shot baby mamas they're single serve but it's a double shot the the little fellas. And there's a lot of companies that are doing those right now, but our customers, they're taking it every day. So trying to keep it affordable is our strategy is making it that premium product that is, it's sitting at retail at like twenty two fifty per bottle. At Save on Foods, it's a little bit more, I think on average, we're about $23 a bottle right now but there's 16 servings in there, 16 shots. So that breaks down to about a buck 50. So I guess our strategy is, is to make sure that we, we're really going to be focusing on, on calling out our, what differentiates us from the, our competition and, and really make sure people know that. And comparative to even if you go in and you buy tablets or whatever supplements, it It's actually, we're pretty comparable when you break it down. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to just hang in there and do what we can that way.
0: Yeah. I think it, yeah, the larger bottle, there are a lot of shots now on the marketplace. They've, I feel like, exploded in the past year probably, Mm -hmm. but there aren't a lot of the larger bottles that have the multi serves in them. I thought when I, when I saw your brand for the first time, that sort of occurred to me that that was, that was fairly unique. To moonshine mamas and i think that is a that's a great approach as we go into that because you're right it's it's so much cheaper for the consumer on a on a price per serving basis the value is absolutely there a buck 50 is is not a lot of money right every day so that's that's very doable right it's cheaper than coffee so it's (laughs) yeah yeah, it's um, very doable i mean coffee has some benefits too so i won't knock coffee but yeah yeah there's
2: lots of lots of benefits to it yeah, well, that's a good investment in your health and well being. As far as I'm concerned, that's yeah, how well, I feel about it, and it's worked for me for now for like nine years. As I, was I was gonna
0: say, you yeah, you're <laughs> living proof of it, right? So it definitely works. I think that's so. What 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 does the next you know couple of years look like for you? What what's next for the brands you talked about the eastern expansion and bc you guys you've done an incredible job you're listed you went through the list everywhere in bc basically (laughs) so expanding in in ontario like what else what other exciting things can you tell us i don't want to get you in trouble but you know whatever you can share
2: (laughs) yeah for sure yeah well yeah we're going to continue our growth and again going back to our mission getting it into the hands of the people that feel benefit get benefit from it so Mm -hmm. we we just kind of follow where we get called i guess you can say so we get any of the emails and people calling out to us on instagram or whatever we kind of just try to but that's our motivation to keep moving to those so continue that growth and we will be launching in the us we're all set up to get moving we I won't give too many more details on that until it's a solid plan, but that's we are set up to start that. We also will be launching a, a few other channels and that are kind of we've been working on that for years now. We have some out in the market, but we're doing a relaunch, kind of redoing some of our ready-to-drink and so that's pretty fun and exciting i'm really yeah. super geeky about that right now actually yeah. <laughs> having a lot of fun getting that ready so that's kind of the the direction we're going right now we're just going to keep spreading the love and the elixir I love, it. I love one it. shot that's at great. a time
0: <laughs> at a time i love that that's that's great i'm excited now to, to see what what new things come out um a question that we ask all of our guests is what we like to call brand fan, which is a product that you either use or are intrigued by or love their marketing or, you know, there's something about this brand that you really, really love that you want to give a shout out to. It can be local, it can be national, it can be anything.
2: Okay. There's so many. This is hard to break down to just one, actually. I have I have brand love for so many I definitely favor the little guys because I know the struggle now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, there's, can I just squeeze in two? There's kind of, of there's there's one that I really like to share. I don't, you probably know Eve from Eve's crackers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brand love for sure. She started the same way I did with kind of an answer to its health issue she was having so i relate to that brand so much and i think she's done such an, a great job and she's done it you know really she's done so much herself it's just amazing i think she's incredible and i think product's incredible and the other one that really sticks out these days to me is a small company out of nelson called nelson naturals and mm-hmm. she makes she makes her well her whole mission is to get rid of plastic in the landfills from toothpaste Mm. so she's making these incredible in a jar toothpaste also she crush crush and brush she she actually came up with this idea to put them in these little tablets and you literally crush them on your brush and and brush Mm. but it all her whole focus is just to get rid of waste at the landfill and reduce Consumption of the plastic, and so I think that's pretty cool. And she's just beyond her years, and how just I just think she's really cool. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard of that. One. I'm I've got to yeah. do some research on them. That yeah. that sounds really Tiana. Yeah. yeah, that that yeah. sounds very interesting, right? and it's a, it's a category that I think could use some disruption there. So I'll have to check that yeah, out totally. one for sure. Those are those are two great ones. I'm glad you shared too.
2: i'm <laughs> Good. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> those are awesome ones um well last question for you here mel and this one we like to call our career insight soapbox moment so if you were Mm. talking to yourself you know years ago or you're talking to somebody else that was thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or thinking about getting into the natural food or cpg space what what advice would you give them from your journey to be successful
2: good question I would definitely, see, I fell into this, I'm going to say, and so I've had to stumble my way through. So I definitely have lots of experience in all the things that you shouldn't do. (laughs) (laughs) And so definitely my first would be to do your research, understand what you need to get started and to make, make sure that you know your numbers, not only know your numbers, but sorry, but. Like really know your numbers, really understand the influences of the things that happen. Make sure you understand the ratios take a course. I just finally took a course Mm -hmm. (laughs) recently so that I would really, truly know them. You really got to know your gross margin and all of the things that influence so that you can continue to exist, let alone be successful, but just exist. So that's one number one or number that might be number two. And then definitely reach out if you have questions, network, find there's so many people willing to give so much advice just reach out and find the answers or just help just find the help because there's people are great in this industry there's just mm-hmm. an abundance of knowledge and people willing to share their expertise because everyone wants everyone to be successful for sure and I guess the only other thing is really be thoughtful in your hiring you really want to collect people that share your invested in your mission and that's really important because it's it takes a lot of energy when you're having to deal with uh, issues in the workplace and whatnot so just really you know, everyone's got to be really in the on the bus and working together those are kind of my main it takes takeaways yeah. I would say from my own experiences from all the numerous, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm still here.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I've <laughs> made my share a mistake.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and no, I think that's, I think that's all. That's fantastic advice, right? I think we're talking about the economy slowdown. Knowing your numbers yeah. can be so important. Mm-hmm. I think that the health food industry is is like somewhat unique in in how, like you mentioned, like friendly and open people are to having conversations. And I mean walking around CHFA and just like chatting mm-hmm. with people and like people just sharing their story and being open and like, yeah, call me if you want this. Or like, I think that's pretty special. And people like hugging instead of handshakes and all kinds yeah. of things like that, that just makes our our industry pretty unique. And from the outside looking in, you might not know that. So people are really willing to, to chat with you if you reach out to them. So to me, that's one of the huge things because like you said, you over the years probably made a bunch of mistakes that are going to be repeated by another founder and another founder and another oh, founder, yeah. and if they just talk to you, they might avoid them. Right? So <laughs> yeah, I think that's, totally. that's that's so important. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah there's lo- there's lots of opportunities for groups right now too that you can join. Also, accelerator programs that yeah. are so great. So there's there's so much support right now. So there's no excuse, really. Yeah. You don't you don't have to be alone. It can be really it can feel very lonely, and so. If you're feeling lonely, reach out. There's so much knowledge out there. Find it. Yeah, it's better for us all if if everybody wins. If everyone's successful, it's just better for the industry. So
0: yeah, better for the industry and better. Especially when we talk about health foods, right? Like the more more healthy food that's out there, Mm -hmm. the more better for the planet or better for you products that are out there. Better, the better we're all going to feel and be. So it's yeah,
2: totally. It's
0: it's a a good thing to be trading. There's room for us all, which is which is awesome. Well. No, I really appreciate it. Thank you for spending the time with me here and, and telling me your story and going through that and, and to our listeners as well. Alex is someone that suffers from arthritis. So I wish that he was here because he would <laughs> love talking about that. He talks about it on every other pod that we oh, record yeah? pretty much, which is kind of funny. But So of course uh-huh. this one he's not here for, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, I appreciate you taking me through that. And hopefully some point in the future, I'll be on Salt Spring and come check you out. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, really appreciate it. Hope to see you at the next CHFA East, or at least at CHFA West, the following one, and, and we can catch up there. But thank mm-hmm. you so much for your time.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Definitely. I'll, we'll connect soon for sure.
0: All right. Thanks, Mel. <laughs> we appreciate it. Have a great night.
2: You too. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Bye.
0: Well, how about that, Alex? Really, really missed you on that recording. Talking about turmeric and inflammation, arthritis. I mean, this episode was built for you.
1: I know. I uh I feel like between this one and Jeff's episode recently, it, it's no, it's not FOMO. I think I, I said it on LinkedIn. It's not FOMO, it's Romo. It's regret of missing out. Um <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks. Um yeah, that was a great episode. Mel's business is awesome. I think you know, lots of great stuff in there and just like really a genuine cool business in in person overall and you know i think some of the things she said about looking for people who are brand fans and and also um you know knowing your numbers those things completely agree but for me like one of the big takeaways is just resilience like mel is such a resilient entrepreneur and you listen to her story and her journey and like i mean first of all she's a cancer survivor which is like a type of resilience you know I don't know. And, 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 you know, many people can't even understand, but, you know, taking, you know, on, you know, business after business from like the skate, sh- you know, first with like the skate shop and then into this, it's yeah. uh it's a remarkable story. Um, and I, I love the authenticity to what she does. And at the same time, I think it's a really thoughtful and like strong business with good fundamentals. So, um, yeah, we need, plus we just need that anti-inflammatory turmeric. Uh, As you know, I, I also am, uh, I am also a uh, dependent on that. So yeah, it was a great, great, great conversation. Sad to miss it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's amazing hearing from it. And we were at, uh, we, as in my, my wife and I were at Market on Millstream just the other day and we bought the little elixir shots and um, my wife tried it and immediately was like, are those big bottles just a bunch of servings of the little ones? It's like, yep. She's like, (laughs) okay, I'm going back in and getting one of those bottles. So now we're on on the train. We're having the shots every day. Hopefully avoid flu season. Hopefully feel a little bit better in our our joints. Um, And so just really, really excited to continue down that path. She's just a great person. I think it's amazing starting a a business from – From you know Salt Spring Island. I live on an island, but it's a much bigger island, and even that can feel a little bit isolating. Salt Spring is, you know, so much smaller to be able to to scale and and do what she's done is is incredible. Um, and I we're so fortunate to meet her when we did at CHFA together, Alex. And Jackie Fox actually is the person that told us to go check her out. And so shout out to Jackie Fox. Um, but loved the product right when we tried it and just knew there was something special there. So really glad that we got to meet with her and and chat with her and sad you missed this one, but, but she just shared so many cool stories. I I loved it.
1: I I, got to say like the one part where she's talking about like taking the boat to deliver one customer in Vancouver uh, is like such an awesome story of like a, you know, someone starting a business and just like show like, I loved like when she's like people depend on like they start to depend on you. And I, I just, I think that's also such a like a important thing for all of us to remember.
0: Yeah, she's really over-investing in those early relationships and built those brand
1: fans. And um, it's it's clearly worked. Well, guys, if you're still listening, thank you. We really appreciate you. And uh, if you haven't already, follow us on either LinkedIn or uh, Instagram, and you'll see when we release episodes, keep up with us, know what's going on. If you haven't, throw us a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Those go a super long way to getting the word out about what we're doing here, sharing the, uh, you know, the experiences of people in CPG. And without anything else to add, look forward to having you back next time for another great conversation. Thanks, everybody.